Hello and welcome to The Culture. Uh, I'm Anna and I have Mark with me. <laughs> Did you forget your name? <laughs> For a quick sec. <laughs> this is going to be a really good episode. Um, okay, so today we are talking about a group called Aggressive Christianity. It's aggressive. <laughs> have you ever heard of them before? No, but I feel like you use this term all the time. I've never when ever I said that. Like, That's aggressive. <laughs> I so they have a bunch of different names actually. They're called Aggressive Christianity. They also call them the Holy Tribal Nation, also the Free Love Ministries, also the Life Force Team, also Shimra, aka aka. Yeah, it's too many names. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. We got to talk about kind of what they're based on, which originally they're based like a lot of their um, practices and their structures are centered around the Salvation Army structures. So I thought to start this episode, we do a little history and we talk about the Salvation Army first and kind of then talk about. So it's like a double episode. Yeah, it's a two in one, baby. Let's hit it. <laughs> okay, so as usual, my sources will be listed in our uh, our episode notes, but a lot of my information I got from the Salvation Army uh, website. Um, I also got a lot of information from Wikipedia. Not the best source. It's okay. You gotta. Sometimes it's a easy. It's a starting off point. You can start there. Sure. Um, as well as aggressivechristianity.net. Just not a good domain name. <laughs> okay, so let's start with Sal- the Salvation Army. So the Salvation Army was founded by William Booth and his wife, Catherine Booth, in London in 1865. I don't know anything about Salvation Army. Like, I just feel like they're just the store. And they're the Santa Claus people? They're the ringers, the bing. Okay, so yeah, they're the Santa people, and then they have a store. Mm-hmm. That's literally, I didn't think it was a group of people. No, it's a, its own religion. Why don't we know about, why don't, well, I guess, why don't I know about them? Because you're... They have a church, the Church of Salvation Army. Ignorant. That's <laughs> not true. Yeah. There's a search called, there's a church, the Salvation Army Church. Yeah. I think you're making that up. I'm not making it up. Okay. I don't know. I, yeah, I believe that they're just called the Salvation Army. I don't know how many parishes there are, but they say that there's like 450,000 members in the U.S. And they're all the bell ringers. No, that's volunteers. Those are randos. They don't even have their own people ringing the bells? Mm, Not necessarily, no. Well, this is already off to a bad start. Okay. Okay, continue with your fake church. So, (laughs) So we start in 1865. Originally, William Booth was a preacher, I believe, in the Methodist tradition. Um, But he was like, I don't want to preach the gospel from the pulpit. I want to go out into the streets and help the poor. Um, So he was really focused on helping the poor, the homeless, the hungry, and the destitute, as they called it. Solid notion. I'm into it so far. Yeah, I mean, I think they have a, you know, a good message. So originally it was called the Christian Mission, um, but in 1878 it was renamed the Salvation Army. So the members are called Soldiers of Christ. They're literally called soldiers. So like if you and I were members of the Salvation Army, we would be called soldiers. Would you salute me? They do do that stuff. There you go. (laughs) Um, They're also known as Salvationists. 
And um, according to their website, they launched an offensive throughout the British Isles that in spite of violence and persecution converted 250,000 Christians between 1881 and 1885. Very military history yeah. vibes coming through. Yeah, here. no, they talk like that. Like warfare, offensive, I get stuff it. like that. Armor no, of, arm, it's too much. Armor of God, Blah. you know. They, uh, that's yeah. my... <laughs> that's my... A reaction to it. It's I don't too know. much. It's, aggra- it's, it's like, aggressive. Y'all need to chill. But I get where they're coming from. So, um, the leader, he was referred to as General. Naturally. So, General Booth. And then his wife was known as the Army Mother. Um, they wear white uniforms. Like, literal military-looking uniforms. And they have different ranks according to their training. Are these the same people that used to, like, sweep the streets in, like, New York? Do you know about those people? Mm-mm. Oh, I need to look it up. Well, never mind. All right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, very militaristic. Um, they have several publications, the Salvation Army. One is entitled War Cry. Um, they also have Peer, Word and Deed, and Crest Books. Those are their publications. So their leaders have different ranks, like general and commissioner, national commander, and national president. Like, it's it's interesting. But they're housed in the UK? They're international. But, I mean, is, is it like a pope? Type, type system where the, the leader the general general is the one guy and it all I don't know where they're at the general general um but I know that the top guy is called the general and then there are um who's below them below them so the international leader is the general who is selected by a council of active duty commissioner and commanders so they have lieutenants that's the lowest then they have captains then majors, then lieutenant colonels, then colonels, and then commissioners. And then the top is the general. But it's a lot of work to become an officer in their group. You have to, uh, yeah, okay, to just be a lieutenant, you have to go to two years intensive training in doctrine, sociology, and social work, psychology, Salvation Army regulations, homiletics which is like you know homilies so like sermons public speaking bible studies church history composition community relations business administration accounting and vocal and instrumental music gotta have gotta be able to play something yeah so they do like a lot as if you weren't busy enough (laughs) yeah um and they like on their website they say like our leaders commit their lives a hundred percent to god they have their own school? Where are you going to do this? Yeah. They have their own training centers yeah. and stuff. All right. So after you do that, you're a cadet. Then you can be a lieutenant. If you want to be a lieutenant, you have to do five more years of studying. So you got to start early. Or you're I just guess, old bro. by the time you end up at the top. On their website, the like top leaders are all these like white old couples in their little like... Uniforms. Yeah. Like, like hugging each other. Yeah. It's like interesting. Those, like, war, wartime so, posters. So the leaders they wear these things called red epaulets. That you know, you know, what an epaulette is it's like a patch. 
Mm, no. Okay, so they like sew like these patches. Like a lapel kind of thing? No. Um, I'll show you a picture, but it's like red little patches on either like breast mm-hmm. of the uh, the jacket, and it has an S in the middle, and that's how you know they're a, they're they're a, a leader. Yeah. And then the soldiers, if you and I were just members, then it would be blue. Um, so they take this stuff real seriously. Salvation Army officers have to marry another officer if they get married. If not, they have to leave their position. So there's no like intermarriage, interfaith marriage. Yeah. You're either in or you're out. Yeah. Um, according to them, they have approximately 450,000 soldiers in the U.S., which is like kind of a lot. Yeah, I mean, we're like three, 320 million people in the U.S., so I guess not really, but also kind of. Well, well I don't a, think it's real because I've never seen the church before, so I guess that's a lot Yeah, but me. you never saw the Christ Scientists either. Uh, that's fair. Fair, fair. But I know where it is now. Yeah. Uh, where Does it give like a demographic for where these people are at? Is this like a southern thing? Are they hanging oh, out? Oh, I don't in know. That's a good it's, question. Sounds a little but bit westy. No, I would bet that it's located in mainly cities don't you think because that's where the most like poor and yes if, homelessness if is tight to the mission yeah then yes you probably want to be in urban centers but part of the vibe to me just feels very midwestern i don't really know right i don't know i'm gonna look it up but I we have salvation see. army stores are, so are the stores run by the people um i believe so or converts to them Oh, look, there's a church in, in uh, our town, Salvation Army. Oh, not the, that's the store. Oh, no, no it's it not. Church. Okay. Well, we're going to go on a field trip. I would be down. I would not. Why? I don't know. Spooked. You're spooked. I am spooked. That's a little too far. <laughs> um, I mean, they're Christian. They have Christian beliefs. It's not like they're like... I don't have a uniform to wear. It's okay. You're not a soldier yet. <laughs> Um, also like their, you know, their main thing is community outreach. So we often see the volunteers, you know, ringing the bell and running the stores and stuff, but uh, the soldiers go visit the sick in the hospitals. They will go to prisons, do prison ministry. So they're putting in work. Oh yeah. So like there's, if there's one thing, it's not, it's, it's fake. Like they're all in on this. Yeah. And. All right. I can definitely respect that. I think that's great. They're aggressive with their Christianity. Yeah, but if you're going to talk about it, be about it. (laughs) Yeah, right. And they're being about it. It's like, you know, doesn't St. Paul talk about being the, don't be a wishy-washy? Who who, who talks about it? Yeah, lukewarm. Yeah. spit you out of my mouth. Yeah, they're not the lukewarm. Yeah, they're all in. They're the piping hot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so they also, just fun fact, they don't partake in alcohol, drugs, or tobacco. Which, I mean, I think you could guess that, but... Yeah, the military is very strict. Is the military? Very strict on their rules. Well, Making beds. They're all... I feel like a lot of them drink a lot. Well, that's a little bit different. (laughs) Different situation. Right. Well, okay. Rule-oriented. So, that's the Salvation Army. And we talked about this because it serves as kind of the foundation for the aggressive Christianity mission training core. 
which is what Did we're going to talk about that? here. <laughs> right? I don't know. <laughs> too long I can't. I can't decide. I can't remember if it's core or center. I think it's core, like C O R P S. Whatever. I don't really care. <laughs> you should know this. I'm losing a lot <sighs> of credibility. Right God, now. aggressive. Let me see. Aggressive. You're being aggressive about your unknowing of what mission we're talking about training. Today. Core. Yeah, it's core. I knew it. Eh, you didn't know it, <laughs> but now you do. And so now hindsight. do we, now do our listeners. hindsight is twenty twenty. Okay, so now we are on to aggressive Christianity. So the people who founded this were named Jim and Deborah Green. They're a married couple in the Salvation Army. They were a part of the Salvation Army before they founded this. They're generals, not generals. I don't think they were that high up. Soldiers, yeah, at the least. Maybe I don't even know. Okay. Um. So James Green was born in 1945 in Kentucky. And there's not like a ton of information about him. But long story short, the, the what I understand is that he moves to California at some point in the 60s. So he's like in his late teens, early 20s. And he gets involved in the hippie culture. So he's out there doing drugs Loving listening to music. rock music. Listening to music. Mm-hmm. No, doing drugs too. He says he was doing drugs. Hanging out in San Francisco. Yeah. So in this hippie culture of the 60s, he meets his future wife, who at that time was named Lila. She will later change her name to Deborah. Of course. Her name was Delilah. <laughs> no, not Delilah, just Lila. Lila. So in like the 70s, Lila and Jim are in this group called the Bear Tribe. B-E-A-R? Bear, yeah. Like bears? Like Berenstein? bears beats Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> um, and this is a back-to-nature group, a hippie group, basically. Right, they just want to hang out in the trees. Yes, where the, and this is in Montana, and they lived in quote-unquote teepees, and he would wear a loincloth. And his name was Buffalo Sun. This is extremely <laughs> yeah. inappropriate. What is it called? Appropriative? This is, this is cultural, cultural appropriation, appropriation to the max. At the highest degree. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they would, partici- uh, they would participate in things called blood ceremonies um, where he liked to experiment with driving pleasure from pain. I'm like, you a masochist? something going on <laughs> up in montana so buffalo sun would run around in his loincloth and he would howl at the moon <laughs> <laughs> he said that this was because he was listening to too much rock music and he was on crank <laughs> hendrix will do that to you <laughs> and that he also would throw his knife around saying kill 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 this is quoted in their site he- this is quoted on one of the sites that he, but he said that the, he, he said, Jim has said himself that this is what he would do. Is Jim still alive? Yeah. They're in jail. We'll get there. Spoiler. <laughs> so Lila and Jim are, you know. <laughs> Tribing it up. Yeah. They're being wannabe natives mm-hmm. and they both have a revelation that basically causes them to convert to Christianity. Their eyes are revealed, okay? And they get rid of the rock music, the devilish rock music. And the loincloths. 
So let's talk about their basic beliefs and then we'll kind of get back into the timeline. So actually hit me with the name again. What are these people called? Aggressive Christianity Mission Training Corps. Okay. Just want to get the umbrella here. Figure out where all this stuff fits under. Okay, so I'm actually going to continue with the timeline. And then once we get into actually the creation of aggressive Christianity, we'll talk about their beliefs. So 1970s, they convert to the Christianity. The Christianity. The Christianity. <laughs> the capital G. In Kentucky, uh, Jim and Deb move there. They go to church and Jim trains to be a pastor for a couple of years. Then they go on a mission to Central America. And after their mission, they end up in Miami. Um in Miami is where they work at the Salvation Army store. I don't know. I don't know if they worked for the Salvation Army or at a store or the church or what, but I know that they were employed. Yeah. I, I think that they were in part parishioners because they take their name from a sermon by Army Mother Catherine Booth, whose sermon was titled Aggressive Christianity. So they get the tech, the title from so Salvation it's Army. Probably not the store then. I don't think so. It would make more sense to be the church. Yeah, yeah. Unless they're just pumping those sermons through the speakers at the right. store. So in the 1980s in California, in Sacramento specifically, they start to take people in and house them, and they start giving out um, and distributing gospel tracts, like mm-hmm. little, you know, yeah, like pamphlets, pamphlets. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. and at some point in the 80s they secure more housing and they name themselves the free love ministries okay so they're kind of bordering on the on the uh hippie but also christian right stuff trying to walk both lines right now right but at this time is when deborah says that she is the oracle of god and that she is the number one prophet and she would often be seen chanting, writhing on the floor, and speaking in tongues. Well, Deb just got herself some personality. Right. So now let's talk about their basic beliefs. And then we'll kind of pick up to where what happened after that. So, like I said, they have a lot of bases around the Salvation Army. They've got generals, officers, you know. Jim and Deb are the generals. They're the leaders of the church. They believe that they are an army of God waiting for Armageddon. Um, they have a basic Christian theology as their backbone. I mean, Old Testament, New Testament. Yeah, I mean, they believe in Jesus as their savior and stuff like that, but they kind of neglect a lot of God's grace in their theology. The kindness sections. Yeah. Just and all hellfire brimstone. Pretty much. It's like, you are all going to hell unless you do exactly as we do because God talks to Deb and so we all follow Deb. Does that make sense? Yep. So they focus on spiritual warfare, which they say is within themselves and also against sinners. So they come after the liberals, the LGBTQ community, abortion, Uh, They're fighting all the fights. All of them. And fighting the fight within themselves. They're busy. (sighs) Maybe. They're busy fighting. So um, one website said that they use a subjective interpretation of the Bible to suit their purposes. 
Mainly, they focus on Mark 16, 15, which says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So they really focus on, like, evangelism. Like, you, okay, like, they have a website, aggressivechristianity.net, and it's just like, reach out to us and we'll send you free literature. Like, they, they still do that stuff. They're not a big group, though. There's only, like, 100 people in this group. This is the tiniest group. <laughs> we could have made a bigger group this weekend. <laughs> yeah, right. So, but they, they do a lot of damage, bro. So Small but mighty. Yeah. So they direct their attention to troubled teens and young adults. Now, just this is a little teachable moment here, Mark, because cults do that. Cults often will target troubled teens and young adults because they're more easily manipulated because they're someone looking for purpose and identity. And so they're very easy to kind of get to do certain things because if you give them community, you give them love, and they don't have that at home, they'll do whatever you want. It makes total sense. They only have one place to go, and that's up. And right. so they're looking for any solution to the problems. Yeah, so they target them. Um, they also believe in three levels of Christianity. I don't know. Have you ever heard of this? The 30-fold, the 60-fold, and the 100-fold? It kind of sounds familiar. Like, I, I feel like I've heard that term before, but I definitely don't know enough to s- speak on it. Right. So, okay, according to them, there are the 30-fold, who are those who are just saved, like by Christ. Okay. The 60-fold are those who have the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. They're baptized with the Holy Spirit. Yep, not where I was going with this. Okay. <laughs> I do not know about this. And then the 100-fold are those who are the manifest sons of God, who I basically Jim and Deb claim to be. They're part of the 100. Yeah. And only them. Pretty much. So they have a kingdom now theology, meaning like they are like, we are living Christ's kingdom on yeah, earth. We're going to bring it, right it here. We're going to tell everybody they're sinners so they can get it together. Um, they are really, really homophobic and really anti-Islamic. It's like... Violent? Yeesh. Um, or just like verbal abuse. Verbal abuse. They say that they're an army with no weapons. or They say something like that. But we'll talk about it because they do do some stuff that is not great. I mean, their pamphlets and everything are not great to begin right, with, but, but they, they do actual physical on. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, they have, they literally, they said, Deborah said, if you want a nice family church, this isn't the place. Jeez. <laughs> the welcome center must not be very welcoming. <laughs> right. No, they, it's like you go hard or you're not allowed in. Which for some might be enticing. I don't know who wants to do that. Some people, I mean, if you're down, 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 I don't know, that idea of like 100% in, all aggression all the time. I can't. For someone, I can't imagine. Well, obviously not very many because they're not 100, 100 people. Yeah. (laughs) So they have what I kind of call a theology of victimization. I like made that term up, maybe. (laughs) But basically they... They think that everyone's out to get them because they're Christians. Right. They're going to play that card. Yeah, that you, you will be hated for my sake. You know, yeah. they, they quote that all the time because they're like, we're fighting the good fight by being jerks. 
yeah, assholes to everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On their website, they say that they are a theocracy and they only operate according to what God says via Deb, not governments or educational systems or doctors. They don't care about that. So are they like recluse from society for the most part? They live on... Commune, yeah. Yeah, okay, so they have their own little spot. Which brings me to my next point, that they are a communal living situation. Where is the spot at? So, New Mexico. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Right. Not a whole lot Why do they always end up in the desert? Why is that the cold spot? I don't know. It is nice, though. You just get away from people. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... um, They live communally. Everyone has to give all their money to the leaders and they redistribute it right yeah air quotes right um their members fast a lot aka they are starved they pray a lot like in the middle of the night so they're sleep deprived all things to keep and there's a lot of corporal punishment yeah yeah all things to keep them in mind that's another tactic that's used by cults often is sleep deprivation because Mm -hmm. when you're sleep deprived you're way more manipulated or easily manipulated i mean bro who wouldn't want to go to sleep like right. you do anything to, go to, to yeah. go to sleep or to eat or to whatever right or to not get hit so yeah so according to them christ is the captain which i don't know i just feel like that's such a dorky term if if they had a picture of him oh man in a captain's hat and a full uniform that's that's where i'm at the draw the line I don't think they do, but they do have, like, I took some pictures off of their website. Which will be available on, on our, our Instagram. Instagram. At the.cult.year. Yep. Um, they say, write us for a free spiritual ammo pack for your war against the big four. Principalities, powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness. Like, they make these weird, like, kind of like collage looking style stuff they need a new graphic artist their website is literally the jankiest it's bad it's like it's made on geocities it's It's very bad it's not good no that's really bad yeah all cult websites are really bad marketing's everything baby come on they love trump too Mm. look at this pizzagate is real they have on here that's it. All right. We're going to put some images on our website or on the Instagram. <laughs> you have to look at them because they are laughably embarrassing. So um, back to their beliefs. They uh, they punish kids a lot physically. Uh, in, the- in their group. Because they say that they need to be tough so they can become soldiers of God. So like, for example... There, well, I'll get to it, but there was this woman and her baby was six months old and he made a little noise like, ah, you know, and, it, and Deborah was like, he's distracting us from God. Go beat him. Whoa. Yeah. A six month old. That's insane. Right. They're whack. Um, here's some quotes from them. God is able to send people to us to be judged for rebellion or blessed for obedience. 
Sin is judged without hesitation or compromise. So these guys are like the the disciplinary right hand of God is what they see themselves as. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're going to beat you up, but it's the Lord's work. Will, yeah. Yeah, and... Kind of like, it's like that one group. What's that one really right-wing something about Westboro? Oh, yeah. They kind of give me those vibes a little bit. Maybe Maybe a little bit worse, though, right? I don't know enough about the Westboro yet, but these guys are literally harming people. Yeah, that's not cool. I mean, they're harming people mentally, though, too, so they're all bad. Um, Yeah, so they say everyone else, you know, me and you, Mark, we're going to hell. Because we're wishy-washy Christians, we're according them. to them. So yeah. regular Christians, not enough. Nope. That's thir- You're not 100% dedicated 100% of the time, Mark. Right. That's 30-fold. You got to have that CrossFit mentality. Right. All in. All <laughs> according in. to them. Tribalism. They also hate Catholics. They hate everyone. That is not them. Um, they don't allow any TV or radio or toys. No fun. No fun will be had. No fun. Just like Warren Jeffs. No fun. No fun. It's it's pretty sad. So, okay. We're back to the timeline. So, remember in the 80s, they're the free love ministries. Deb's like, I'm the oracle of God. Yep. And they're in California. Right. In 1988, one of their members, Maura Schmeierer, that's the name sues them for damages because she's the one who they made her beat her baby. But they also basically chained her up in a shed and made her stay in there for a period of time. And she had to eat and poop and sleep all in this little tiny shed. And they called her forsaken because they said that she loved her husband too much. And they made her divorce him. Jeez. Mm -hmm. And they called her baby demon. Okay, well, <laughs> did she win? She did win because All they right. didn't even show up to court. Oh, yeah, they don't believe So then they order, the court orders them to pay a million dollars. They they can't because they don't have it. So the court seizes their buildings. But, <laughs> but these crazies <laughs> are like, nope, they burn the buildings. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is insane. This is in the 80s? 88, yeah. How old were you? Were you alive? I was one. This is... So then they ditch California, they burn the buildings, and they go to Oregon. Start over again. I think in Klamath Falls. That's why they keep renaming themselves, to stay away from the law. I think so. They changed their name to the Life Force Team at this time. Terrible name. They kind of keep all the names, though. Like, on their website, they refer to themselves as all these. All the trademarks they're trying to hold on to. Yeah. Life Force Team does not sound any better. Sounds like laser tag. (laughs) It's not, it's not good. Again, the it marketing does. of these people, they would go so much farther if they just hired some people with some skills. So in the 1990s, the Life Force team is in Klamath Falls, Oregon, and this is when they're going hard on or against abortion, the LGBTQ community, rap, rock music, and other sins. Oregon seems to be the spot. Oregon is a spot for a lot of cults. They're hosting a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, keep Portland weird. <laughs> They're staying real weird up there. Yeah. So then in 1993, they moved to New Mexico. And then a bit later on is when a lot of this, like, serious legal stuff happens where people go to jail. Yeah. Hit me with it. 
Okay, so like I said, here are some of their controversies. Like I've talked about a little bit earlier, they force members to starve and sleep deprive them. Um, and then there's a lot of lot of accounts of physical and sexual abuse of adult and children parishioners. So that girl Mora, like I said, they screwed her over. They put her in the shed, made her divorce her husband, called her forsaken, made her beat her kid. Like it was jacked. Also, they would do this stuff where they would like not allow their like members to like register their children with the government. So a bunch of their members got arrested for like not reporting that they had children to the government. It's because these guys don't believe in the government? Pretty much. And that they, they want don't... to keep it all off the books? Well, yeah, and also kids can then just die and no one knows. That's real bad. Yeah. So here's, a re- here's probably the worst thing. All right, I'm ready. So they would try to convince people. They would go on all these missions to, like, other countries, and they would try to convince people to give them their children because they'd have a better life in the U.S. And apparently either they kidnapped this child or the parents gave it over to, gave her or him over to them. But they took a child from Uganda. And pretty much the child claims that immediately after that, she was made into basically a personal slave for Deborah and was sexually abused by her and her son-in-law. And was just, like, tr- like treated like not a human. That is unthinkable. What are we talking about here? Right. And they're claiming to be the army of God. And they got in trouble for this one. Yeah, she's in jail. They're both in jail okay, now. For this reason. This was the one that put it over the top. Um, I believe so. There's, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff, though. Oh, but they brought him up on a bunch of charges. Yeah. Of child sexual abuse and kidnapping and neglect and because another child died in their care because they refused to get him medical care, he died from the flu. Like a bunch of kids were dying because they weren't getting medical treatment. Right. For a small group, they're doing a lot of damage. Yeah. But to themselves, to their own members. Yeah. Well, not the Uganda kid. They. Yeah, right. They stole her. Is she okay? Alive? She, well, I don't know where she is. She got taken in foster care. Yeah. Which is rough, too. Yeah, you don't recover from that. No. Well, That's creepy. Yeah, people can. People are more resilient than you think. But, yeah. So, they're in jail now. For life? I think so. They're old now, too. They look rough. Let me show you some pictures. And why don't you describe to the people what you think about them this is jim and deb oh they look like they would live in the meth capital of usa (laughs) oh so our town (laughs) i know that looked bad it looks bad they look like they're on drugs they do but they don't look she looks super emaciated look at her yeah her bones like a witch <laughs> she looks like a witch it's bad and he just looks crazy look at his eyes yeah he's killed some people <laughs> for sure this is her in her outfit <laughs> that, we're posting that one for sure That's it, it's the teeth too it is the teeth it's the teeth for me she's for got sure. like a, a gnarly gap and it's you know listen we don't make fun of people for their looks but she's a horrible person so she's we'll gonna al- get it we'll allow it one time here, here they are in Nigeria. 
that's the scary thing. They actually went to other countries and missioned. But they actually in that picture look presentable. Yeah. Like they got the nice garb on, trying to get people to buy into it. Makes total sense. Full manipulation, especially from people who have no idea what's going on. But when right. you say, you know, you my kid can have a better life, it's hard. It's really But it's bad. Wackadoodle. So the people that are still in it now, leaders are gone. I people are still yeah, living at the place. I don't know. Or did I mean, they bounce once they could get some freedom? I believe that this this the legal stuff all kind of went down in like twenty seventeen, so not that long ago. But like their website still has stuff. I'm trying to see if they have anything recent recent oh so like on their website they have stuff trying to rebut basically all their claims against them on what they were convicted for like the it says peter green and deborah green are being accused by the same girl a crippled girl from uganda who was also proven to be lying when she falsely accused general jim of molesting her in 2006 like they try to justify and like we'll call her a liar yeah refute all the claims from them right yikes but yeah they're in jail so well it sounds like we need to get in our car we need to drive to the uh what's the creek from two weeks ago (laughs) short short creek we're going to the creek and then we're going to new mexico (laughs) so if anybody wants to caravan (laughs) head out on a field trip this summer you let us know yeah i'm not going anywhere near that not these fools they are scary. So, yeah, there's a lot of ex-members that have, like, been interviewed, and there, there's been documentary stuff on them. You can find more about them online. But, yeah, that's the Aggressive Christianity Mission Training Corps. It, it's exactly <laughs> the – I hate the name, but it's actually pretty accurate. <laughs> so, right. I mean, they hit it right. Right. It's aggressively terrible, and these people are awful. Oh, yeah. So, scale 1 to 10. Uh. After hearing about the Uganda girl, that that's like an eight. That's yeah. really bad. I yeah. only leave a little bit extra because I feel like it's going to get worse before it gets better. So, <laughs> right. So I don't want to bomb the scale off. So I'm going right. to say an eight because they're small. A yeah. hundred, I'm going to say eight. Yeah. They're the worst. Yet. There's worse to come. I know. <laughs> now I'm nervous. Because there's bigger ones, way right. bigger ones that have a lot more power and influence, which is cray. Cool. I'm so excited to get to those ones. I'm not. <laughs> well, that is uh, episode, what are we, six? Something. S- episode something of the culture. Um, please leave a rating or review on Apple. We would appreciate it immediately and um, immediately. Immensely <laughs> is what I meant. <laughs> That's aggressive. It's the aggressive, it's the aggressive Christianity wearing now. off on me. Um. Anyways, y'all, we love (laughs) you. Have a great day. Bye. See ya.